Hello and welcome to the first Canterbury City podcast. Today, featuring joint managers Chris and Josh. Just going to chuck some questions out to you and uh, see how we get on as it's the first podcast. Lovely. Yeah, it's great. So um, I'll start from the beginning. Um, how did you both end up with the um, joint manager role at Canterbury? You want this one, Chris? Yeah, go on then. Um, yeah, it was a random one because obviously um, the previous management sort of uh, and the squad sort of left quite abruptly. But um, so I think the club were in a bit of a tricky situation. Um, so it was a case of starting from scratch, really. Um, and it's one of them that I, I speak for myself. I wasn't sort of looking to get back into um, football at this level or anything like that. Um, but when it popped up, it's one that, that it does get you interested. As I say, I personally, I've obviously got an affiliation with the club of sorts, sort of playing down here when it first reformed as a young lad in the reserves and that, trying to get into the first team. Obviously, watched a lot of games here because my brother's played several seasons here and all that sort of stuff. So I've got that sort of, it's one of them that when it pops up, you think it might be worth having a look at. But I didn't really, um, I wasn't going to apply because I, I didn't think I'd um perhaps get it to be honest with you um, but then it was I think it was literally that evening because it all happened so quickly that Josh actually rung me and said I've just had a chat with Canterbury what do you reckon I think that was on a Saturday and literally on the Sunday we had an interview um, and then on the Monday we got the job so it happened that piece of like from the Saturday to the Monday it just happened very very quickly um, so it did come totally out of the blue um, so I say it wasn't so that I was necessarily seeking out but it's when it pops up and that opportunity is anything it's too good it was too good to say no to to be honest um so yeah that's sort of how we it came about totally out of the blue um but yeah we haven't looked back since we've come in really have we no no yeah you know like Chris said I think it it was a little bit I, I remember I was at work and I got the call from um from Tony Day and uh, I rang him back, and then literally within half an hour of speaking to Tony, I'd got I'd spoke to Chris, and and then that night we had a chat about it, um, you know. And as Chris said, straight into a interview, and and then the uh, and then the show began. I think it's the best way of putting it. <laughs> so um, you said you spoke to Chris. How how did you um, did, how did that come about? Have you worked together previously, or? Yeah, so um, we were lucky or unlucky enough to work together at Dover under sixteens, um, which is where I met Chris. But um, it's I think I think in football, especially in uh, you know with the state of the game at the minute, is that you need to be working with people that you trust and that you know. And that I think the moment I had the like you know me and Chris had the first little chat, we were thinking we're on the same page, and if we're going to go and do something, it's better to have it with people that you trust and you believe. And have the same values, um, which doesn't happen at all clubs. But um, yeah, it's that was kind of it, really. I I didn't really think of anyone else. Um, there was one other um, who who we uh, who we spoke to as well. Um, but yeah, it was just about getting Chris in, really. And I think you know we were both we both worked well together. So does that um, being a joint manager? Does that bring any um, any extra difficulties to the job, or is it slightly easier? 
with two of you. Do you know, I've never really, um, I don't, it's not that popular. I've never really been a fan myself, to be honest with you, of uh, joint managers. But it does, it just does work for us. It does seem to work. And it, I think it is becoming more and more popular. You see, I, did, I can't remember who it was. I saw a club, I think it was in Scaffold Division 1, announced joint managers the other week as well. Um, it is becoming a little bit more popular, I think. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's because I think a lot of people sort of not moving away from the manager... Uh, but there's a lot of sort of head coaches, if you like, rather than managers. So I don't know if that is playing a part in that. Um, but yeah, I say Josh and I are both sort of coaches. It, it just works for us, um, as Josh said. At Dover, it was uh, it was a really good challenge actually um, working with Josh because he is someone because we sort of see similar pictures. But you always have different ideas, but you see have the same principles, like Josh said. And it's when you can bounce ideas or someone like that, or someone challenges you, say, right. Oh, what about we change it to this shape or whatever and someone actually challenges that and you have to explain you have to think about it then it just it just seems to work for us we seem to, to certainly at Dover we seem to come to the right decision more often than than not um, so yeah it, it does work for us I'm, I am enjoying it yeah so um, you said earlier you came in around about Christmas time um, how long did you have to assemble a team was there many players there when you took over so I'll take this one Chris <laughs> um, so when we took over obviously what happened before uh, I don't really want to mention but obviously previous manager and the whole and the whole team left so me and Chris were at one point going to be signing ourselves just as a just to make sure that we had a couple of players on the list um so I think it was the Monday we got the job and I think the first game was on the Saturday. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but during that, we had Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and Boxing Day. And I was sat, I remember I was sat on, on um, uh, around my mum's house for Christmas Day and I'm sat there texting players asking if they fancy a game on Saturday. Um, I did get a few dodgy looks from my mum and my sisters and my girlfriend. But um, yeah, it was, uh, it, it, it was difficult. But... Um, in the end, I think we were more happy with the squad that we put together in five days than than what we first thought the cha- how hard the challenge would be. If that makes sense. Chris, have you been to add yeah, on that? it was um, it was a busy week, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like you say, you like ringing players while they're putting crackers. At... It was uh, quite hard at one point, but I think um, that just to get from obviously Tony Day, the secretary. Who was there and the chairman and the board? I think they were just happy we got a team out to be honest. Because, uh, you know, getting the job on Monday with no players and playing deal on Saturday wasn't it? It was deal at home, wasn't it? And um, yeah, mm-hmm. just to get get a I say competitive team out there. We, they, it was a total. I don't like the the phrase free swing in football, but it really was a free swing, and no one expected anything of us. I think if we turned up and got beat six or seven, I don't think too many people would have been surprised. Um, so yeah, to to be to be able to compete with like a really experienced, um, you know, management and squad at that level, um, yeah, I, I, I was actually pretty was almost satisfied after that game, which is bizarre to say when you've lost a game, but it, it was, yeah, it, it was it wasn't bad at all for a first game, considering them uh, the situation we had. How many how many games did you end up? Um, playing um, under you, your management before the game was ten. I think I think it was ten. I could have that wrong. It was about 
it's 10 or 11, something like that. Um, it might have been 10 league games and we had a cup game against Tunbridge. So it's not, I can't, it's, it's around that number anyway. So it's not very many. Um, yeah, I think I think around about 10. So yeah, it was a deal. Obviously the first couple, yeah, deal. And then we had Glee, didn't we? Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, th- I think it was around about 10. So enough to get going, but as we were just starting to pick up momentum, it sort of obviously got cut short. Do you think that the um, squad will change much at all bet- between now and the start of next season? Yeah, I think um, this is something you see a lot in non-league. Is that one, one, one? You know, one season there could be fifteen players, and in the next season all fifteen players are gone. Um, I think at the minute, you know, we believe in a lot in the lads we've got. Um, you know, they're young, they're hungry, they want to do well, they want to progress, they want to become better footballers. And I think one of the biggest things we've noticed in the feedback from the players is that they just enjoy the environment. Um, so hopefully a lot of the boys are going to stay. Um, and, you know, we want to continue working with them because uh, just to touch on what Chris said then was we started to build some momentum. Um, you know, we've got a couple of good results, um, a couple of good performances, maybe not the result. And um, the boys are really starting to gel together. Mm. Even to add on that, Chris, or no? Yeah, yeah. I said that. I think the last five games where we actually started to really pick up, wasn't it? I said we took a few expected defeats, didn't we? But then them last sort of five, we did start to. It was it was starting to click. Um, obviously, I think we. I think it was our last game of the year, wasn't it? Which was um, we, we felt we should have won. I think obviously, uh, Dale had just gone in there and. I think I think if I remember our first win two one against Beerstead, I think that was sort of their result, if you like, in the sense that new yeah. management, totally new squad, and that, and they were just they run themselves into the ground. To be fair to them, um, but again, we, we we had chances to win that, and then we had the I think it was Wellington midweek wedding, we beat Wellington five 0 midweek, um, and that that was when it just clicked. Everything just clicked, and it was just working. And the things we've been working on in training, we can start to see happening. Um, that that was a really good, really good performance. So the last sort of five games, although we only actually won two of them, we drew two, which we should have won, and then obviously we lost to Sheppey four three. But it was starting to really click, and you know we, we were getting a much more settled side then because I think it was almost two or three new players every week up until that point, pretty much. Um, so we were just try, starting to get a bit. So as I say, real shame it had to stop really. We will take a short break now to play you a song by Joseph McDade, who has kindly made available the music for this podcast.
um, at this level of football, um, is it just the first team you guys are involved in or is there youth set-ups, reserves and so on? Yeah. Um, yeah, so obviously our, our main role is the first team. That's what we judged ultimately. Um, the, the club have got a really good link with Christchurch University for the reserves. So, um, basically, it's basically the Christchurch University team, but players can come from outside the university, but they sort of run it. And they play in the uh, King County League, which is, I, I think, quite good because it's obviously a competitive sort of uh, men's football. Um, I think they're in Division 3 at the moment. So, once you start getting into that sort of Division 1 and Prem, there's, there's some really good sides around there. So, um, that's quite a good little setup they've got there. Uh, the youth section, obviously, there's been a couple of... Uh, there's some East Kent Youth League sides which have been going, but one thing we did want to push, because um, obviously we're quite heavily involved with youth football. You know, Josh works in an academy. I work in a football academy, so it's, it's what we do um, for, a, for a job. Um, so we did. We wanted to make a point of getting that sort of... It's been a bit neglected, to be honest, the sort of... The can, for, for a massive city like Canterbury, um, I think really do have a responsibility as a club to actually provide youth football at various different standards, really. So we, we are going to hopefully, um, I know it's a bit up in the air now because of, you know, the COVID-19 and we don't know when things are going to start and could be having trials and stuff like that this time of year. So it makes it a bit more tricky, but we're hoping to have um, at, at least an under-13s in the Kent Youth League and, and an under-18s going in there as well. Um, and obviously, as Josh mentioned before, we, we worked at Dover and we really like the model they had there where they sort of add an under-13s team each year. So we're going to try and put the, the wheels in motion for that one, get an under-13s in this year if all goes well, um, and then just add a team each year until we can sort of gradually build that up because it is important to have, um, you know, if a club, the, the senior club in the city and a city as big as Canterbury, you, you, there's got to be a youth, youth section. Um, so that, that's something we want to, hopefully we can sort of play a part in um, getting it going. Um, we've got a great, uh, coaching called Sam Wilson who sort of works with um, Tottenham and things like that who's going to come and sort of help us oversee that um, so yeah I, I'm really excited about that actually that, that should be quite good and hopefully we can you know build that reputation quite quickly um, at, at the start it's just let's just get some teams that the young kids of Canterbury can play for so they're not going to Ramsgate Whitstable Herm Bay etc etc and they can actually have a play for the senior side in Canterbury so that, that's the aim so we'll certainly try and build on that and um, we, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, um, coronavirus doesn't stop all that happening, but fingers crossed on that one. So with um, the coronavirus, hopefully we'll be back to normal and playing football again soon. Um, when we do get back to playing football, what are your aspirations and your sort of hopes for the going into the next campaign? Yeah, well, I've just been thinking about this and I kind of think um, my first thought is is I think any coach or manager in any league, any division, wants to be successful. Um, but ultimately, I think for us, um, the first thing we want to do is get get our, get the way we play. We don't want to be a team that, let's say, for example, finishes first but plays ugly. We want to be a team that, fin- that finishes as high as we can but play attractive football, play football that's going to, um, excite the players so, so they buy into it um, and ultimately so that they can improve as players. 
So I think obviously for next season we you know we want to be as high as we can. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think we are going to be in a position where we want to be um, implementing our style, which is good to watch. And I think, you know, there is, you know, there's some teams in the league below and um, in the um, league above in the and in the in the uh, Ismian Premier Division that play fantastic football. Cray Wanderers play absolutely beautiful football, and, and they and they're getting success out of it. And I think a similar model would be, you know, the the better football you can play, the more successful you are. Um, so I think you know if if we can get our style style of play right and, and the players buy into it, which I think they are already, um, as Chris said, like you know the last five games they really bought into what we want to do. It wasn't perfect, of course it wasn't, but we were getting there. And I think for next season, as long as that continues, um, we'd like to be as high as possible. Um, not to put a a number on it. <laughs> if, if I can sort of add to that as well, like yeah, it, I think. Um... We always talk about this. I think it's. A, I don't think it matters if you play in front of ten people or ten thousand. I think you should try to. You know, people are paying to watch us play ultimately. So I think you've got to entertain. And um, hopefully, you know, we were involved in some great games. You know, that, that Sheppey one springs to mind. Four three as a great game, um, and they're the sort of games that make people want to come back and watch. And that's what we want to be a part of. Um, and yeah, as Josh says, if we, if we can get get, who knows what sort of preseason we're going to get. But if we can have time to get our style across and just gradually build as the season goes. Hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll do well, but yeah, fingers crossed we can get back soon. And that was your joint managers, Chris and Josh. Thank you for listening. From all at Canterbury City, stay safe and stay well.